For nearly two decades, Valerie Lawson has been the face of WSFA 12 News in the evenings, doing what she always knew she would end up doing. For Val, TV news wasn't something she considered. It was what she pursued for as long as she can remember. And now she doesn't intend to do it anywhere else. She and I work in the same newsroom, but our shifts are scheduled at opposite ends of the day, so we don't get to spend much time together until this conversation about juggling this job with her husband and two daughters, why this is the place she chose to unpack her boxes and why Val believes she was made for TV. I'm Bethany Davis, and this is Being Real. Sponsored by The Weight Clinic and Alpha Insurance. No, we don't. Which is kind of cool that you're here. So I'm really <laughs> glad that you we made time. But people ask me all the time about you and tell me about Val. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. If I see Val, something's really wrong. <laughs> it, well, what people ask me the same thing about you. They say, tell me about Bethany. I say, look, Bethany looks good. She works out. And that's all I know. <laughs> and that's enough. Because our schedules are complete yeah. opposite. Mm -hmm. So we never, I mean, truly, unless it's a presidential visit and mm -hmm. we're literally passing in the studio or something really bad has happened and mm -hmm. we're passing in the newsroom. Uh, that's about the only time we ever get to see each other. I so know. I'm so glad well, that you thank made you for some having time me. To, to spend. And So speaking of working out, though, I heard you doing some, you're doing some working out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm building some muscle. <laughs> yeah, I start, well, I've always kind of worked out, but I'm not a long-term kind of person. You know, I'll work out for maybe six months and then I'll come, then something will get in the way. You know, something will happen with the kids or my routine will be interrupted that and happens. then I just won't start back. And so I joined um, Orange Theory. And? And I love it. Love it, love it, love Which it. It's so interesting. That's pretty high intensity. And I, you told me, this has been a lot of years ago, mm -hmm. but you told me one time that you had fired like three personal oh, trainers yeah. in a row. <laughs> Listen, I've had my share of personal trainers, and they can come and go, but this is different because it's like you have a personal trainer, but he's he or she is training the group. Yeah. So there's not that pressure, you That's know, true. to perform. But I simply love it. And see, I, I told um, our news director and, and Shawnee, which you know, who's a part of this show, and who else? Uh, Rosanna uh -huh. and a lot of people in the newsroom were doing I said it's a cult because they would run out of here and they would go to OTF I said it's a cult I don't want to be a part of that <laughs> but when I started working out I thought this is what I like I went and bought shoes I have workout shoes well the thing is if you look cute in your shoes you're going to want to look good when you're working out and that's it right. goes, it that's, goes better that's right but I love it love it love it what do you love about it though like girl what's why has this been the because I've been able to difference. see results uh, you know, kind of immediately. Yes. And it's it's no secret what they're doing, you know. Um, I've done it before, but I like being in the class. I like being around the other people. I love the instructors. So um, it's been fun. It's been fun. I was going to the Y. Yes. And then I would go to OTF like, you know, a couple of days a week. And I said, you know what, I'm not going back to the Y. I'm just going to go there. Well, if that's what you like. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I... I do love to work out. You're, I, so yes, I, it shows. I know that <laughs> I'm not normal in that regard. So what? For me, I work out because that's like my that's my me time. That's mm -hmm. just what I enjoy doing, and that's like my way to work out my stress. Mm -hmm. And it's cheap therapy, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a lot of conversations with myself. But I wonder, like, what's what's what is it for you? What keeps you going back? Why why is that a priority for you? It's just I, I need to pay more attention to my health. 
I'm mm -hmm. a little bit older, you know, and I had my children a little bit older than most people. So I want to be around for them. I yeah. just do. I want to be healthy. I want to, I don't want to look old and just tired. And so I, I work out, yeah. you know, just so I can, um, my health is important. Nothing's more important than your health. Yeah. Um, I have diabetes. I have um, uh, high blood pressure. All of that runs in my family. I've been very blessed not to have any of that. Um, my mom and my dad, my mom um, has high blood pressure, my dad has diabetes, but they also got it late in life. Mm -hmm. So I've been very blessed in that regard. My, I have a sister who has um, diabetes and she's younger than me, so that's a concern. Yeah. And so I, I try to work out to try to keep that from happening. I love that you talked about your kids. How old are your girls, by the way? 13 and 15. Are you kidding? Going on 35 and 45. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. are, yeah, you are living in the teenage yeah. world Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. And so, you know, I got to have strength to fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Do so. they get along? Oh, yeah, they get along. Do they? Yes. I, I require that. Okay. That they get, that they I get like along. That. I require it because I tell them, I'm not going to be here forever. And this is your best friend. Yeah. You know, they get on the phone and say, so-and-so is my best friend. I say, look to your left. I said, that's your best friend, okay? Yeah. So I want them to always depend on each other. I don't, I don't mind them having outside relationships, but I also want them to know that family is forever. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Well, they're close enough in age, too, where they're, you know, they can be friends. They're not, mm -hmm. There's not that wide gap where mm -hmm. it's like they have different sets of friends or they're into different things. What are they into? What are they doing? That's a good question. It's TikTok. Oh, it is yes. all of, of course. I, I, I'm taking my daughters to school and all of a sudden she flips out her phone and I see her moving her mouth. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just doing a TikTok. Why? Why so, not? Yeah, they're into the whole TikTok thing right now. Uh huh. And mm -hmm. have do you have TikTok? Have you? I have it on my phone so I can keep up with them. Yes. But um, no. Not really into the TikTok. I think about it all the time. You know that whole um, cuffing thing. I try to do it, you know, by myself. <laughs> but um, the girls won't do it with me. They like ma. They don't want you in their TikToks. Oh no, that's cringy. <laughs> cringy. That, that is, is such a great word. Ma. That's cringy. So, so no, I don't do TikToks with them. And and they don't want you to do TikToks. Oh no, no, no. But they want me to watch them do the TikToks. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So have you learned any of like the TikTok dances? Oh no! Only one I learned was the cuff it. Some of them are just too hard. I just can't they do are. all of them. Some of them yeah. are really complicated, mm -hmm. but some of them are fun. They're kind of catchy. Yeah, they are catchy, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to just watching. That's just not my thing. So your girls are 13 and 15. Mm -hmm. You've worked here since before they were born. Oh yeah, I, well, I was here probably six months before I learned I was pregnant. Oh, really? Was it that soon after? I didn't realize it was, it was, it was that quick. It was fairly soon. Wow. Fairly soon. Maybe, I don't think it was a year. So I, uh, my girls have grown up with me working at WSFA. And do they understand that you are Valerie Lawson at uh, WSFA 12 News? I think so. Um, and, I, and I say that because my daughter sent me a text one day and it said, um, Valerie Lawson makes a million dollars a year. <laughs> and I and so somebody sent I it need to your her. Agent. And I'm like, Leah, I said, who sent you this? She said, Well, this is what everybody thinks you make. I was like, girl. <laughs> no. So they think um 
that, yeah, I think they know that um, my mom's Valerie Lawson, but they still know that I'm just mom. Yeah. And it's just when I go to their school events, some of their um, friends may say, oh, I didn't know your mom was Valerie Lawson. And then they're like, mm, yeah. And I so, especially how. my youngest, she doesn't like the attention. Oh. Yeah, she doesn't like the attention at all. So I think at some point in her life, she just may change her name. <laughs> well, maybe she'll just get married. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's it. Yeah. I think the name change and nose piercings and all of that will happen before that. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like, I've said for a lot of years, this is not a family-friendly job to have. It's not a family-friendly business. The hours are, well, they're just god-awful, really. Mm -hmm. There's no good TV schedule. Mm-hmm. How have you managed that? I mean, you... You've managed to hold your, you've done a really good job. From Thank you. From my perspective of holding your family together um, through a really tough, a tough business and in a tough position. Well, you know, families, uh, that's my priority. Yeah. Um, you have a plan in place to take care of your family, uh, whether it's how to get them from school, how to get them to school, how to make sure they're doing their homework. And you just hold your breath and hope that that plan works, especially as a working mom. But if it doesn't, then I have to spring into action and become mom, and I have to put that first. Mm -hmm. And my girls know that. If they call me uh, and they need me, the first thing I'm gonna say is, okay, let's talk through this. <laughs> Do you really need me to come to the school? Can you sit in the nurse's office until your dad picks you up or until I come? Is that an option for you? And you know, I, I know my girls. I know when they're just tired and they're just ready to come home. So I'll try to talk them through that. I said, well, mama can't come get you right now. Let's see what we can do. So um, my family's my priority. You know, work makes, may, allows me to do things for my family, for my girls. And so I tell them that. I said, if mama don't go to work, then I can't get your hair done. I can't get those nails done. And then they say, hmm, all right, we'll see you later. But they know that there's a, a balance there. And they try not to be whiny. They know this is something I have to do. So I know when they call me, it's an emergency. If they say they don't feel like going to school today because they're sick, I know that they're not playing because they know that work is important. Yeah. Have you had moments where you've had to just get up and leave, get up and walk away? From from them? From, from, <laughs> <laughs> you may probably even wanted to walk away from them, but I meant from, I meant from, from work. work. <laughs> we um, can go back to that. <laughs> I, I, probably, I probably have. And, uh, but if, if it's ever happened, it's an emergency. Yeah. We don't play. One thing my parents instilled in me was a good work ethic. I mean, I have worked since I was 16 years old. I held three jobs right out of college. And I have a good work ethic. So I know that it's important for me to work. I tell them it's important that mama works. So they know that this is important to me. So again, they're not gonna call me unless it's an emergency. And if I have to drop everything, I just have to drop everything yeah. because my family is my, um, it's my priority. And I've seen a lot of people get divorced and just go through really tough times because of this business. Yeah. I mean, it can tear a family apart. Yes. So my prayer is that I'm just doing everything right to keep them together so that they can graduate from high school, go on to college, and become productive citizens. You must That's be my doing goal something right. In life. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if it pays off. Because you've pulled it together. Is this what you always wanted to do? 
Yes, since I was 12 years old. Really? You can ask anybody who's known me from childhood. When they see me, they say, Val, you are doing what you've always wanted to do. I am living the American dream. You are. I have How never worked a day that? in my life. What, so what was it? What was it about this business that said that was it? I, I don't know. I've always been a TV watcher, uh -huh. and I've always watched the news. And in Huntsville, um, there were a few people on TV I would always watch, and there wasn't like a whole bunch of careers that I really wanted to do. So I was always a talker. You know, I always had this big personality. So this is just it. You know, I, I remember um, being in the mirror at my mom's house and just, you know, the old brush and the newspaper thing. I used to do that. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. When I was in high school, some of my high school friends, I will see them today. And they will say, you are doing exactly what you wanted to do. And I said, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Because I think a, a lot of times, well... A lot of us are still kind of trying to figure trying out to figure what it we want to do when we grow up. <laughs> you know, I think that's interesting because I was talking to my doctor one day, and we were talking, and she asked me, she says, is this something you've always wanted to do? And I said, yes, this is something I've always wanted to do. I've always prepared for this. Even before the Internet and all of that, I would order books. I would read books on how to be a reporter, how to be an anchor, how to break into TV. I would call anchors and reporters in Huntsville and say, hey, my name is Valerie Carter. Can you tell me how you got to your job? And um, I was, I've been very lucky. They were very open and they talked to me for a few minutes. I take down notes. Wow. So yeah, I'm telling you, this has been it for me. Really? Yeah, and so I was very blessed to get my first job in radio out of college. And three years after that, or maybe two years after that, I got my first job in TV. They hired me to work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I made $30 a day. Oh, wow. Yes, $30 a day. What were you doing? Just reporting. I would come in at about 4 o'clock because I had my other job at the radio station. Okay. I would go in at um, around 4 or 5 o'clock, and I would report nightside, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And after I got off work, um, on that Saturday, I'd go to Parisian. You remember Parisian? I do remember Parisian. <laughs> I worked at Parisian, and I would just work there. I have worked all my life, and this has always somehow been a part of it as well. Wow, that is really cool. Is there somebody that you feel like, I love that you just call people, by the way. Mm -hmm. I, this is probably going to shock you, but I was incredibly shy as a child. I would have never called a news anchor to say, tell me how you got to your job. Even mm -hmm. though I knew I wanted to do that, mm -hmm. I would have never even dreamed. Who, who is somebody that you feel like helped, helped you along that way, helped pave your, pave your path? I don't know if there was just one person that, I've just always wanted to do this. Yeah. And I don't consider myself an extrovert. I do consider myself an introvert, but this is something I wanted to do. You wanted it that And badly. according to the book, this is what I had to do. <laughs> I had to call somebody and say, hey, how did you get here? And you had to take notes. You had to understand that. And when I went to college, I was very blessed that I was able to get a job in our, um, at our little TV station. We had a TV station at A&M. But um, didn't take it quite seriously because I wanted to hang out a lot. You know, I was in college. Oh, of course, <laughs> yeah. But um, was also, I mean, that was, that was a blessing because they didn't hire freshmen. Really? And I was able to get that job. So I just had, I've just been in the right place at the right time. God has placed the right people in front of me. So I don't know if I would say there was one person. There have been many people 
who have helped me get here. Yeah. Many people. Did you plan on staying here in Montgomery, Alabama this long? Because yes. now we're talking, mm -hmm. what year did you come? Uh, 2006. That sounds about right. Yeah, this was yeah. the end of the road for me. I unpacked my boxes. Yeah. yeah. I had been living in boxes since about 2000 maybe, maybe 2002, somewhere around there. I'd been living in boxes, never unpacked. I'd moved to Birmingham. That's where I got, I was in Huntsville, moved into an apartment as soon as I made $18,000. And after I was in Huntsville, I went to Birmingham, and I just lived in boxes. Went from Birmingham to Memphis, never really unpacked. Went from Memphis back to Birmingham, um, never really unpacked, and I unpacked my boxes here. You unpacked your boxes. Mm -hmm. I like that line. Yeah. Yeah. And here you are. And here I am. Now, have you been living in the same place since 2006? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had just gotten married before I moved here. And that's how I knew it was time for me to stop moving because I wanted a family. Yeah. And I didn't want to drag a family from job to job. It wouldn't be fair to them. You know, you want your kids to grow up with friends and, and just have a life. Yeah. Because my, I've lived my life, you know? It's time for me to work so that I can provide for my children. And so this is where I want to do that. Are you tired of feeling drained, being overweight, having no motivation? The Weight Clinic in Prattville can help. Weight loss isn't just a physical challenge, it's a mental challenge. That's why we support our patients every step of the way with physician-directed weight loss. We offer a variety of weight loss medication, supplements, and services tailored to your personal goals. Reclaim your motivation and energy and love you again. The Weight Clinic in Prattville. Call us today. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> how did y'all meet? Um, how did we meet? Uh, going back to high school, I was living in Birmingham, and I ran into a friend of mine. Well, she really wasn't even a friend. I can't even say Sabrina was a friend. We went to the same but high school her. together. And she saw me in um, Winn-Dixie, and she came up to me, and she said, hey, Val. And she said, I haven't seen you in forever. And so we just started talking. And she, of course, said, you're doing what you've always wanted to do. We started talking about that. And she said, are you married? I said, no, I'm not married. You know, at my age at that time, everybody thought, you know, yeah, she's got to have a yeah. husband. I said, no, I'm not married. And then she said, oh, okay, well, you know, it's good seeing you. Maybe a couple of weeks or months after that, I saw her again at a shoe store. And she came rushing up to me. She was pregnant. And she said, I have found you a husband. And I said, look. I don't know you from Adam, really. We just went to high school together. How can you know my type? She said, oh, he's so nice, blah, blah, blah. And I had been on this blind dating kind of circuit. And I was like, oh, I can't take another blind date. I just cannot. I had gone on a blind date before that girl. His breath was so bad. I said, I'm just not doing this anymore. So anyway, she says, you need to meet him. And so I'm in a, I'm in a store and now I got this um, crowd of people behind me saying, you need to go, you need to go on the date. They know who I am. And so I went on the date and from that moment we were just really inseparable. Really? Yeah, we went to a movie, we had dinner and we had a lot in common. And from that day, we were just kind of inseparable. The blind date that worked out. That worked, girl. If you've ever been on that blind date circuit, it is a nightmare. 
And so, you know, I was, and I was kind of ready to settle down anyway. Yeah. And so it just worked out. We had a lot of, we, we both liked um, politics. Um, I was covering politics in Birmingham, so we had a lot. We talked a lot about politics in Birmingham. Um, we both loved family, being around our families. And um, yeah, that's it. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. But still, marriage is not easy. No. And like we've said, marriage in this job is even less easy. Mm -hmm. What have, how have you, how have you made it work? That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years I to put think, behind you. <laughs> well, I think we never, we really never spend a lot of time together. So, you know, you Maybe never really, <laughs> I think it is because you really never know the person <clears throat> in a sense, yeah. you know? So when you do spend that time together, it's special. It's almost like re-getting re -getting to know each other. He worked days, I worked nights, and on the weekends we were always doing something with the kids, yeah. um, running with the girls. So when we did find that time, it was almost like dating all over again. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you told me you're an introvert because while we don't see a lot of each other in the mm -hmm. newsroom, your persona is not introverted. I know. <laughs> And you're somewhat known for speaking your mind. And Am I? Really? Not in a bad way. <laughs> I think I like to say things in a jokingly manner. In a joking manner, yeah. but people generally seem to know where you stand. Yes. <laughs> or at least where they stand with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so how, do you feel like you evolved out of your introvertedness? Or is it something you've grown, is this a personality you've grown into? Or did this job make a difference? I think the job made a difference. I think at some point you have to take a stand. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to let people know where you stand. Yeah. Uh, because if you don't, they'll walk all over you, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, and it's not a matter of um, keeping people from walking all over me. I just think you need to know where I stand. You need to understand me and I need to understand you. And once we have that understanding, I think we can get along. What's your favorite part of this job? Um... I like, I like writing. I consider myself a storyteller. Mm -hmm. And that is something I've been doing for um, a while now. That's kind of my new title because I write stories. Yeah. And I tell people's stories. So I think of myself as a storyteller. I like writing. Um, I love anchoring. I had a news director who asked me, uh, what do you want to do? In my first job, he said, what do you want to do? You want to anchor, you want to report? I said, this is a trick question. I said, okay, I want to do both. He said, no, you can't do both. He said, you can only do one. Really? Well. And I said, okay, well, I want to anchor. And so he put me in a position to do that. So I like writing stories. I love telling long, um, kind of long-form stories. Yeah. I love telling stories about the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. I love studying the civil rights movement um, because those were, were very, very brave people, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And to understand they just couldn't take it enough or they felt like things needed to change and what they did to make it change. And I mean, this is during a time where, again, there's no cell phone, there's no, everybody didn't have a telephone. So how do you reach these people? What's the determination behind that? So I love telling stories about um, brave women. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times our stories aren't told uh, we just did a documentary just last year called Sitting for Justice, and we learned that women moved the movement. 
you know, and we're not talking about one or two women. We're talking about a lot of women who work to move the movement. So I'm always learning something new when I talk to people. And we have so many people who live in this area that are just gems that we have not had a chance to tap into, to hear their story because they feel like they can't tell it or they've never had the outlet to tell it. So I love listening to people who are part of the movement because their, their story is just incredible. Yeah, I love, your, I love your comment about women because there are a lot of mm -hmm. really strong women, particularly in this community. Mm -hmm. And you're right, the story, their stories, their, their strength is really mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. it's not told. There's not a, that's part of the reason we wanted to do this, this particular podcast. Oh, and by the way, so much. I love this. Just, I'm going on the record as saying okay. I love this idea <laughs> because there are so much strength and I think there there's so much honestly I think there's so much strength in womanhood mm -hmm. um, and in shared womanhood that does not get the attention that it deserves so I wanted to ask who is who is a woman or who are several women for you that you have um, maybe even looked up to a little bit but have where you have been able to find your strength well, my strength is in my household, my mama. Yeah. You know, my mom, my grandmother, both my grandparents. Um, they encouraged me. I mean, you, I don't care what it was. I would record, and again, this is before the internet. I would record my um, newscast and send them to my grandmother. And when I would go down there to see her, she was so proud. Oh, man. She was so proud of what I was doing. And that just motivated me to do more. Mm -hmm. And my mom, I think back, my brothers and sisters and I went to school. We graduated with no debt. Wow. No debt. Because my parents put us through school. Wow. So, and, you, and my dad was, he worked for a plant. My mom was actually going to school when we were going to school. But they found a way to make that happen. Wow. You never bragged about it. But as an adult, when you look back, that the sacrifice incredible. that they made for us. That is incredible. It's incredible. And my grandparents, um, I would call them because my, my dad's mom, I would move a lot. And she'd call and I'd call her and she'd say, uh, you move for 50 cents, won't you? And I said, yes, grandmother. She said, well, I'm going to continue to pray for you. I'm praying for you. And so I have, I haven't got here by myself. I've gotten here through the prayers of my grandmothers, my mother, and my aunts who have taught me things like, you know, how not to burn chicken, <laughs> how to- Still learning that one. And, and, and how to do those, those things like make a pie. And it's not about making the pie, it's about spending time with them yeah. because that's what we're doing, we're laughing. We're talking, and in the process, we're making a pie. Yeah, and then when you go back and make that pie, it's full of so many memories. It is. When you make it on your own, mm -hmm. you still have them. Okay, let's play a little game. Oh, gosh, okay. Don't think. All right. Just give me the first thing that pops in your mind. Okay. Let's call this a real moment here. Okay. We're about to get real. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Basketball or football? Football. Okay. Sweet or salty? Salty. Comedy or suspense? Oh, comedy. Cats or dogs? Neither. Neither? I've got two dogs. I'll say dogs. I'll say dogs. I've got two dogs at home. What's your favorite season? Um, spring. 
Favorite fast food restaurant? Burger King. Interesting. Yeah, we call it the VK Lounge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Oh, um, ooh, I'm gonna have to pass. I can't think. I love music. I have so many. And okay, let's see. Um, Lovely Day by Bill Withers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, why? Well, it reminds me the band that A&M plays it a lot. Okay. And it reminds me of my college days, yes. and so I play it a lot. That's fun. That's kind of my workout cool down song. That's your cool down. Do you mm -hmm. have like a pump me up song? Like what song can really get you going? <laughs> oh, wow. Let's see which one that is on my playlist. Um, it is, let's see. What's the name of the band? It's a Jay-Z song but he sings it with someone else because there's a line in there that says, I came, I saw, I conquered. Ooh, I like that. And every time I get to that, I say it to myself kind of out loud. You know, you kind of uh -huh. sing the songs in your head, but it says, I came, I saw, I conquered. I like it. And I think that kind of sums up my career. It, I think, yeah, I think that does. Mm -hmm. So if you're just around the house, if you're cooking, you're doing the laundry, what are you singing in your head? Probably, <laughs> what am I singing in my head? Uh, I'm probably not singing. I'm probably listening to a podcast. Oh, mm -hmm. really? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. What kind of podcast are you into? Uh, there is one. Oh, see, now i got to name the podcast. You don't have to name it. But it's about history. It's history about history. because you love mm -hmm. history. It's about history. It's a combination of history and news. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Not singing, listening. So do you feel like even when you leave work, you kind of take a little bit of that news world with you? Or no. do you have moments where you're like, I am not listening to anything. I don't I want shut any it headlines. Down. I yeah. shut it down. I really do because I want to be present for my family. Uh, and when I was single, that is, that's all I did. You know, I'd come home. My life revolved around news. Wow. But now as a mom, as a wife, I have to shut it down at some point. I'm still connected. Yeah. I'm not totally out of the loop, but I want to be present for my kids. Yeah, and mm -hmm. you feel like sometimes you just have to turn it all off. Mm -hmm. I'll get an alert on my on my watch, and if it's something I want to read, I'll go ahead and read it. But for the most part, I just I have to shut it down at some point. Yeah. Do you have something on the opposite of shutting it down? As you're getting ready, do you have like a getting ready for the news routine? Yes. I like to be in the news in the um, makeup room by myself, if possible. <laughs> so I kind of pick those moments okay. where I can be in there by myself because I'm listening to music and I'm singing. Oh. You know, I'm listening to Pandora. I'm kind of getting pumped for the uh -huh. newscast. I may be watching the news, but I'm just listening to music, just kind of uh, just getting ready for the newscast as I put on my makeup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you like to do it by yourself. I like anybody to be else in there, in there with you? by myself because they don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> <laughs> So they don't want to hear me sing because I am singing. I'm singing, you know, I got my Earth, Wind & Fire going and, you know, all my favorite groups from the 90s and I'm singing. But you're getting ready in kind of a busy time of day. How do you keep everybody else out of the makeup room? Uh, That's impressive. I, well, I, you know what? It just works that way. It really? really works that way. There is time when I can, I can get in there and be by myself. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think we all have kind of timed you've timed yeah understanding yes i think there is a kind of an understanding yeah. so I, I get in there by myself and put those ear pods in and i'm singing
Communities don't just happen. They're built by people. From the big moments to the small acts of kindness. It's the authentic connections we make that define us. At Alpha Insurance, we know that every day you're building things that are worth protecting. Because for us, this is more than coverage. It's who we are. Alpha Insurance. Building tomorrow. Together. Definitely. What makes you nervous? Well, you've got a lot of people watching and depending on you to deliver the, the day's news. Mm -hmm. And so that makes you nervous once you think about it. So how often do you think about that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I try not to think about it every day, but you, right. but, you know, but you can get in that moment and you think about it. You think, yeah. you know what, I am about to do something that I love. Yeah. And I am about to deliver this newscast to millions of people. Or maybe thousands. I'm not a, I'm oh not a math major. We know I don't do math. <laughs> but we know a lot of people are watching us and depending on us. And, and that is a, um, a big burden, so yeah. to speak, or big responsibility. It because is. when you realize the kind of power that you have as a reporter or an anchor, sometimes it can be overwhelming. Yeah. And it's how you use that power for your community. And so that's the kind of way I, I think about things. I like that, how you use it for your community. So is there something that you tell yourself before you go on the air? Is there any... any I can't say it here. Well, before the newscast, you know, we kind of, sometimes we used to say, okay, y'all ready? You ready? Let's do uh -huh. it. Let's do it. And then we do it. I like that. Mm -hmm. You kind of pump each other up. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that that's the one thing that um, I just always enjoy about you is that you are such a cheerleader. I have seen Thank you, you. Um, I mean, we've interacted, obviously, mm -hmm. or it's not like we just never, ever interact, but I also see the way you interact with other people, and particularly younger, younger women in our newsroom, and you're always such an encourager and such a cheerleader and well, a lifter-upper, particularly of other women, and, uh, and I just wondered if there's... If there's a, something behind that, is, is there a, a specific reason behind that or is that just, that's just who you are? I think that's who I am. I always think that women should have a seat at the table. Yeah. I really do. And it's up to us to speak up. I think now we're seeing more women um, at the top. Mm -hmm. And I think those role models are important for my daughters and other young ladies. So. I want to I want to cheer them on. You know, we have a lot of young people who come through here and they move on, and people are like, I can't believe she's moving on. I can't. I want her to move on. I don't want you to be here a second longer. I want to see you move on, because this is where you start, and I want to see you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, if there's any way that I can encourage that, that's what I want to do. Do you see yourself as a as a role model, as a mentor? Um, I I. I hope I'm a mentor. I hope I'm a role model. I mean, it's not something that I just set out to do, but um, I, I hope that's what I am, yeah. an encourager. That's what I really want to be. I just want to encourage the next generation of journalists, you know? Yeah. What about for your girls? Do you feel like you're a role model for your girls? Now, I try to be, you know. I want them, my goal, you know, because I'm an older mom, I think, I just ask God every day to let me see them become productive yeah. citizens, to graduate from college and to 
get a job and be able to take care of themselves. So That's my prayer for them. A few times about your faith. Talk to me a little bit about how big of a role your faith plays in in your day as a whole. I, I think it I think it's a big part of my day. I mean, again, I am here because of the prayers of others. And it's now my responsibility to pray for others, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think I spend time doing that. You know, at some point during the day, um, thank you God for giving me this day. Uh, when my daughter gets out of the car, you know, I always look back and my other daughter's in the car and I say, look at Leah. I said, I pray she has a good day today. She says, Mama, you always say that. And when my, my other daughter gets out of the car, I said, have a good day and be great. Hmm. And be great. So uh, my faith is important. It is, it's very important. Yeah. And be great. And be great. That's Why what I tell them. Be great. Because that's what I want her to do. I mean, that's, that is, that's part of that, that raising of girls who are strong and independent and, and will become a productive citizen. You know, be great. Speak up. Speak out. Whatever it is today, be great at it. Do you feel like you're great at what you do? Well, I don't know if I'm great at it, but you know, I've been doing <laughs> it a long time. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm great at it, but you know, I, I enjoy you it. You're great I enjoy it. You can say it. Well, I don't. But see, I can't say that. I'm not going to say I'm great at it. But I, I've been very blessed yeah. to be where I am. Is this success? Do you consider where you are? Is, oh yeah. Have you have you hit that success? Oh, absolutely, benchmark? absolutely. Success is different for everybody, mm -hmm. and I think I consider myself successful. You know, yeah. I've done everything that I set out to do. I'm telling you, girl, I am living the dream. You are living you know, the dream. Every day I, co I come here, I'm not working. I'm not working. But you know, I think so many. I mean. You've been here a long time. I've been here. Really, there are a lot of people who have worked here a really long time. You've worked at a lot of other TV stations. Mm -hmm. I've only other, worked at one other one. But there is something about Channel 12 that's different. There's something special. There's something special here that makes people makes people stick around a mm -hmm. little longer, don't you think? When I got here, I met Kim Hendricks, and she had been here, I can't remember how many years, and I was like, wow. You've been here a long time. Why haven't you moved on? Right. And she kind of gave me this blank stare and it's like, this is a good place to work. And she's absolutely right. This is that little engine that just keeps going. I mean, I've worked at stations where they've had, had big productions. I would put this station up against any station I've worked for. And I bet you we beat them hands down. We've got the best photographers. We've got the best production crew and I think we come with an attitude of we can do it mm. you know mm -hmm. and every time we put on something I'm always amazed you know I'm always looking for um, how we could have done it better and I'm like couldn't have done that better yeah. that was pretty daggone good right there yeah so yeah I think I think this is that that's that little engine and I say little because we're a smaller market um, that always shows up and shows out yeah. I'm always impressed with what we do me too. I love how you said you're always looking for ways we can make things better. Mm -hmm. Actually, an anchor told me one time, a long time ago, like maybe the year 2000, should always leave room for improvement. There's mm -hmm. always, always, always room and, for and improvement. And that's true. So where's your room for improvement? Oh man, I could be better at just about everything. I could be better, I can be a better mom, I can be a better wife, I can be a better 
um, co-worker. I can be better at everything, you know? And every day, you just try to be a little better, you know? Is there an area in particular where you feel like, eh, and I think it changes over time, <laughs> but for, for right now, is there an area in particular where you think, eh, this might need a little more attention lately? <laughs> I really can't say where it is because it's all over yeah you know I could do better at my health I could do better at what I'm eating every day I just had donuts I didn't eat those donuts but they were good <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I mean there's always something that I can improve but uh, I couldn't quite put my my finger on it um, I could just be a I, I can be a better encourager I could be a better friend I think about that a lot you know was I the best friend that I could have been to that person mm -hmm. could I have been there for this person did mm -hmm. I treat this person the way that she or he should have been treated. I think um, there are a lot of things that I can do better. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you one of those people that's always looking to learn? Are you always looking for, for new information? And where do you go to find that? Well, I took a, a class in how to write for publications lately. Huh. And I really enjoyed it. Interesting. Ended up getting an article in a major publication. Really? Yeah. So yeah, I'm always looking at ways to do things differently, to do them better, um, to learn from you know, mistakes that I've made. Yeah, so I'm always looking to be better in some capacity. I think that's so interesting that you would choose to take a class in something like that that most of us would think, well, <laughs> I can she do that. Yeah, she already knows how to do that. Exactly. No problem. Exactly, but it, but there's a difference. You know, I think for TV, you write for the eye. Yeah. So you can say things like, look at this, or over here. Uh -huh. um, when I worked in radio, you write for the ear. So you have to use a lot of sound, um, a lot of, hey, it sounded like a, a freight train. In print, you just have to write the details. You yeah. really have to get into the details of what you hear and what you see. So there, so it, the writing is different for for each medium. That's interesting. Yeah, that's very cool. Okay, this might not be the last question, but this is what I was hoping would be the last question. <laughs> what would you say is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> oh my! You know what? This is an interesting question because I knew something like you would ask me something <laughs> like this. You know what it is? Folding clothes. Matching socks. All right, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know if I can accept this answer. Folding clothes and matching socks is your guilty pleasure is the word I, I use. I find peace in folding clothes and matching socks. That is a peaceful place for me. That is, that is, <laughs> I am having a hard time believing this because in my house, I tell my entire family, I will wash your clothes, I will dry them, I will fold them. But you better your put socks, you better, your socks are all yours. They are not going to get back. They'll go in a pile. <laughs> I can sit there, put all those socks out, and find a match. Wow. And that's, that's your guilty pleasure. Well, that is, that is my peaceful place. I don't okay. know what I would call a guilty pleasure. Do you do laundry every day? Oh, no. Uh -uh. I do. But I fold clothes, it seems like, every day. Yeah. Because you just, they're just, I don't know, where do they come from? It's never ending. Yeah, it's because, true. see, my kids wash. And they, they dump them on the sofa, so I can't sit on the sofa until, until, until somebody folded. washes, until somebody folds the clothes. Mm -hmm. And so I don't see it until, because I come home at night, it's late. Yeah. And I'm not going to wake them and say, hey, y'all need to fold these clothes. <laughs> so I'll sit there at night, and I'll fold them sometimes when I get in at night, because that is my peaceful place. But you know, OK, 
okay, so I can see that because you probably do. I imagine it's probably, I have worked that night side shift before. Mm -hmm. You can't just come home from work oh, and no. go to bed, even though the rest of the world is sleeping. Mm -hmm. You do need a little bit of kind of winding down time. Mm -hmm. And I watch a lot of, uh, you know, Netflix, uh, Prime Video. I, I watch a lot of TV. Yeah. I'm a TV-aholic, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your normal day like? What, what, is, what is a normal I get up about, about 5.30, get my girls up to go to school, drop them off, go to the OTF. Uh-huh. Um, on a Monday, I'll buy groceries. <laughs> <laughs> um, I may cook. And I try to take a nap because that's a long day, it you is. know, 5 to 11 o'clock at night. And try to take a nap and get ready to go to work. And then you come here, mm -hmm. and you're here. Do you, do you get away? Do you feel like sometimes you might need to get away? Do you are do you ever feel like you're missing some of your girls' activities? Oh yeah, but you know, because of my schedule, I'm I'm almost able to make them because a lot of times it's during the day. Oh yeah. A lot of field trips and uh -huh. things like that, so I'm able to um, go on those things during the day. But you know, my youngest daughter played volleyball, and so I'm glad that I had the days that I had, thanks to being here so long. I scheduled off all of her volleyball games when they were at home so oh, that I could nice. make sure that I attended them, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way to, to look at things. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that we got to spend some time well, together. Thank you, I'm Beth so glad we, just, <laughs> we never really get to hang out. I know, and so I, I really know. enjoyed just, just hanging out with you. Well, Ooh, thanks, and I wanna say again, I am so proud of y'all. Oh. So proud of y'all. Anytime there is a moment to promote women and what they're doing, I am so for it. So wow. congratulations on the podcast. Well, thank and you. And I know it will be successful. Listen, this is a team right yes. here. I can't take credit for this because mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here because they told me to sit here. <laughs> well, I've, ta I've talked to your producers and I've told them I am a fan. Anytime you can promote women and what they're doing and share it with other women, I am I'm all for it. I, I say like that word do because it. I am a fan of yours. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you got to spend some time with me. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> Val is a cheerleader in the newsroom, empowering women all around her and raising her girls to embody those same traits. And that's what makes her real. <laughs>